So, um, Allie, do we have something to talk about? Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. Jurassic Park? Okay. Much better than Grey's Anatomy. Okay, this is the second time we've tried to come up with a beginning no. because we don't have something to talk about. Don't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to make the joke about not having anything to talk about. Don't do it. It's not funny. Okay, good. This is the take three of our beginning. It's not funny at all. We have nothing to talk about. There's nothing. You are the worst. I am pretty bad. Actually. Actually, Meredith's the worst, but, you know, I'm I'm at least in the top three. You're a damn close second, babe. Top three. Welcome to A Hard Gray's Night. I'm Allie Goodman. And I mix something to talk about. <laughs> and it is season two, episode seven, Something to Talk About. Yes, uh, uh, written, oh shoot, I don't oh, have anything no. ready. Vamp, vamp, vamp. No, 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 don't do that, I can't think. It's going to take longer. Written by Stacey McKee and directed by Adam Davidson. Air date, November 6th, 2005. Woo, woo. So, welcome back. Yeah. To another episode. So, so essentially, yeah, I, I would like to just start, before you even go into anything like whatevs, I want <laughs> You mean before we have the podcast? <laughs> before we have the podcast. You have something to talk about? I do. <laughs> see, this is... A, the, I'm going to tell you this right now. I, I know that something to talk about stuff is not nearly as funny to you unless you realize that we weren't kidding about that being multiple takes and Allie hating me every time I did that because we had nothing to talk about and I kept talking about something to talk about. Um, she's dying here and I know it's not funny to you, but I'm willing to sink this entire podcast to make my wife laugh. <laughs> Listen to that beautiful dulcet tones of her. It's like she's like a sweet young Lisa Simpson cackling away. Okay, all right. Um, so last episode, if you were paying attention, we got you weren't. We weren't. You got super excited. We got super excited. Oh yeah. I don't think you got oh, super. I don't know. No, I wasn't excited. You were no, excited. Oh yeah, I got super excited. You were in the middle. Of, actually, it didn't happen in the middle of the podcast yeah. when we realized. That. I was super excited when I went. Oh. They they didn't play the theme song. It was just the like do, later on the like do, 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 and it was just like the boom Quiz Anatomy Shonda, Shonda Rhimes moment. And I was so excited that I thought we were done with the stupid oh, you, know, you know. But but oh no but no But like no. a dog returning to its vomit. Right. This show backtracked. And not only backtracked, but it added a little scene. No no it didn't no no that was there before, but that was there that was the first. It went back to the first season. Full. But it wasn't full because there were. It didn't take forever to like zip up the dress, and it it was right. a couple extra things in there, but different things taken out. Well, let's it was consult revamped. the wiki about it. Was I'm literally. Gonna, I know they're not gonna have it. They're, it was revamped, well, and then they have this thing where you're looking down and somebody's serving something at a table. Like that wasn't in the first scene. Oh, I was, I was looking down. Not that was when attention. they. That's when. That's when Kate Walsh gets her. Uh, her. Um, her card. You know, oh. top of show card. Oh well, yeah, they had to add a new scene so they could because they like, they, they, was... they didn't have a space for her. Oh, to do it was that. so depressing. I was like, y'all. She's, she's represented by serving things. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, Kate Walsh is officially. I guess maybe they added that because Kate. 
Kate Walsh was officially in the cast? She is now, yeah. Well, I mean, she's... I mean, like, I, was she officially in the cast from the beginning of the season on, or was it like? I don't a, think so. I think she was a guest star. I think she was a guest star. Because, because this is this is the episode that uh, that that Addison becomes a full time doctor and and moves to Seattle and agrees to move to Seattle. Right. But that's not until the end of the episode. Right, but it happens. But since I said the ending of the episode, I guess uh, this has been a hard grazed night. <laughs> signing off. Kiss off. Good night. <laughs> so I will never get tired of th- making that terrible joke. We do. I do that like at least once every other like every third podcast you do. I record. You do. You're so excited uh, that it's almost I'm over. I'm so excited that it's almost over. Yeah. Yeah, I want to start by saying one thing. So first of all, I do, can listen to other they podcasts do a re- that are better. They do a recap of um, you know, what it what's what's important for you to pay attention to for this episode. And really you've Oh you've, god. Oh yeah. Here's um, the thing, you've been listening to our episodes, so we don't need to recap anything for you because you already know. But, so. but, but, but this is the thing I, I do want to talk about. The recap throws up the pick me. Choose it me. always does that. One more fucking. Why is that iconic? It's a bad. It's a bad dialogue and a bad delivery. It is. Like, like, why is this the? Like, this is the problem I have with this show. Is this show like the fans' favorite moments seem to be the shittiest, worst things? At least in the first few seasons. I don't know. I, I don't know because the ones I know about that everyone like, everyone loves the Mick nicknames. Everyone loves pick me, choose me. Everyone loves dark and twisty. Those are the stupidest things that are said on, on, in the history of television. Outside of possibly Big Bang Theory, which is the only sitcom I've ever watched without like even chuckling for more than ten minutes, because I'm an, I'm an easy mark for laughter. I even laughed at this episode. <laughs> I even laughed at this episode several times. I wish y'all could see his face right now. It's quite it's it's it's, it's sweet. It's, it's, it's adorable. Cute. You're very yes. cute. You're very sweet. Okay, so I'm um, glad you can't see my face because <laughs> it's just. It's it's not that interesting. <laughs> so uh, okay. I mean, unless you're paying again premium for the video podcast. I, that I, I've I will agree. I will agree with you that Is this I. Mind that I'm drinking yes. out of good. I will agree with you that I'm not the biggest. Why did you let me put my drink here? That's a I don't is really done. Uh, I I really agree with you that I don't like that scene, and I don't. I think the only reason that they bring it up is because it's like she put herself out there and she told him to pick I, her, I, and I, then no, he. No, I, I, I mean, her. I get why it's important yeah. theoretically. I'm saying there's a thing. Two things that exist in the world. One is rewriting, and the other is reshooting a scene. And why multiple takes are pretty standard in most, like you know, most uh, you know, performed things in television and movies. Mm. Whenever a performance isn't isn't done well. Well, I mean, may, oh my God, was this the best they could polish that turn? Are there other outtakes that are worse? I mean, yeah. We just an awkward silence because I just sat there staring. <laughs> yeah, staring I, sta- I just sat there staring, accusing hands her. up in the air, <laughs> like, just with a big look of what like, like, on his face. I, I look like a sad version of that shrug emoji. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Okay, so the most important thing that happens at the beginning of this episode, you guys, and we are talking about the most important thing that happens is that is you there see Rini Santoni's name in the credits. That's a big thing, but that's not quite yet. Okay, there is actual. Physically, actual, 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 physical. You can see it on the screen. Liquid. Oh yeah, that's my first note Izzy's too. Cup. That's actual my very coffee. first actual. I don't know if I mean, it's coffee. It, 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 it might have been tea or water. I mean, but, but the thing is, she's she's got like a, a travel mug that's like clear plastic, and it's got some sort of liquid in it. Like, and I feel like I wonder if I, I'm wondering if maybe like they saw Catherine Heigl's terrible, ter- terrible. I, every time you say terrible, I'm gonna say terrible right after it because you get you have your mom's vowels when you say that word. That and all are the two words that though you've never lived a mo- like more than a month of your life in New York, you sound like a New Yorker saying. Um, she's she's mad at me now. No, I'm not mad for, for pointing out the truth. I'm just gonna start. Drawing I'm speaking truth to power. <laughs> Don't draw on me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. 
Her, um, but yeah, like uh, she, like I think her coffee acting. We we I think we commented last oh, yeah. uh, last episode how bad her yeah, coffee acting we was. Sure like, did. Just, uh, how like she handed that cup to Kate Walsh and it instantly got full. So <laughs> the, I think they, I think the set decorator went, oh my god, yeah. we've got to do something yeah. about this. No, you're not allowed to have like Yang can keep the <laughs> Yang can keep the cups. Yeah. Like because that, and she yeah. does actually she has a cup throughout the, yeah. the episode. Well, I, I didn't I didn't see it throughout, but I well I, I mean at the beginning and at the end she yeah. has it. And Meredith has one as well, except hers is actually also a travel mug. Which by the way, I wonder if they've given him travel mugs because travel mugs are fairly heavy, heavy. even without liquid. So mm-hmm. you, like it gives you a little, a little more bit of, of heft. A, well, like I, I'm wondering if someone really was in the show, but I mean I've seen some bad coffee acting throughout the years, but maybe it's on the characters that are newer. I don't know. We'll have, like, to, we'll have to keep an eye out. All I'm saying is, you know, when she, when, you, when you move to Netflix, Shonda, which apparently, that you know, that's like the big news in Shondaland, is that I guess Shondaland is no longer at um, ABC. At ABC. Bum, 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 bum. Sorry. What the hell was that? <laughs> what the hell was that? What was that? What are you even doing? You're laughing too hard to tell me, huh? Huh? Is that the problem? See, I, I, I did that just because now she's laughing. Hey, Allie. Allie, Allie. All right. Anyway, um, so yeah, so Shondaland is apparently moving to Netflix or something. Oh, I haven't read any more. I saw someone tweeting about that, and I said, "Wow, I, I'm as someone who is, you know, uh, co-host of the internet's most reluctant Grey's Anatomy podcast. I, I should, I should care about that, but I, that's the extent of my caring was just to derail this particular episode of the You're podcast. Good. You're good. I'm just trying to make sure we can get over that 45 minute mark. Right. Thank you. For <laughs> you that. Know, so I, I want this to be longer than the actual oh, episode God, again, like why. last week's. So. Um, Izzy and uh, Yang and um, uh, Izzy and Yang grab Meredith and say, "Whatever you do, don't get assigned to surgery right. this morning." And, and, and so way- when they go to rounds, they, yeah. they play dumb they play on a dumb. really obvious question. Right. Alex tries to answer the question. Um, it shut down. Gets shut down by Burke, and he asks. Uh, he asks. Uh, O'Malley. O'Malley. I George. I, I almost said Mick Barbie. No. Uh, but that, nope. that would that would nope. uh, no that would nope. be wrong. Um, that, that was the Scottish Barbie. And um, so uh, so George gets assigned the case, the heart <laughs> wait, case. I, I I should I should want to gloss that over, but I know someone with ears just heard me make that terrible joke, and I want to apologize officially for that. Okay, that's all. Good job. Because it wasn't really a joke so much as a random assortment of words, and it came out of my mouth. And I'm sorry that we can't pull the string for the clown, but um, hey, hey, we, it wasn't. No, for we that. are not. No, no, no. Our, we have witty urbane listeners. They they do not like Family Guy references. Can we just knock it off with the Family Guy references, please? <laughs> our 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 listeners are monocle wearing. Are they? Uh, woof, woof, long, woof, 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 woof. Please don't reference stand-up comedy jokes from 35 years ago that only I remember. <laughs> woof, woof, woof. It's not gonna. It's a visual joke. I can't even tell it, and I don't remember who I got it from. I wish um, we could find that. Um, um, anyway, it's a it's a big lit a cocktail party. It's quite humorous, but it is only it's only humorous if you have a prop. Uh, so I don't know why we brought it up. Um, <laughs> Uh, let me see. Um, oh yeah, that actually happened before the shitty credits, by the way, that scene because I, I, I like my, oh, yeah, my next right. note. Like the the, the credits so don't the actually the shitty credits the don't. Open. The, yeah, the cold open actually lasts all the way through till you know they fail that O'Malley gets his case for Burke and Burke says he's his man and I think I don't know if I, I don't know if it's before the credits that O'Malley uh, accidentally like tell no, like, it's said, after no, okay it's after so we'll we'll skip oh, we'll wait uh, and then uh, so they they get pulled like. Um, Bailey's like looking at him like, why the hell did you make you know? Why are you embarrassing me? Why are you embarrassing the, me? The and they and they sneak off and do their thing. Uh, Alex Kareb asks her why why he's getting you know is he, is he getting you know whatever because of the, the the elevator like is that why he's still not allowed on cases like and Bailey says no you you were late yeah for rounds so you don't like 
and he ends up going off with Dr. Shepard. And then they, uh, the Dr. Three Derek Shepard, as opposed to Montgomery, Dr. Addison, Addison Montgomery, Montgomery Shepard. I, no one, no one, no one on earth calls her Dr. Shepard. Some of them do. No, they they say Dr. Montgomery Shepard. She's, hi- she's a hyphenated name. You're a hyphenated name. Dr. Shepard as a cast member, the female Dr. Shepard as a cast member does not come in until like eight seasons <laughs> from true. now. Like, that's true. <laughs> like, I, like, that's true. I, like I, I hate that I am having to school you on Grey's that's Anatomy, so but she is Dr. Montgomery Shepard. He's, he's so And then right. later on in private practice, she's just Dr. Montgomery. <laughs> he's totally right about this. Remember, I'm the one who watched that one episode of Private Practice that I'm now an expert on it. Expert! And that just isn't, doesn't include the upcoming backdoor pilot mm. for Private Practice that will be coming up in a few seasons. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Is Paul Dooley on that backdoor pilot like he was on that Golden Girls back? I mean, the Empty Nest backdoor pilot that was in the middle so. of Golden Girls? I just wanted to talk about I the do fact feel that like Paul Dooley shows up some in this He is, he is in the Grey's Anatomy at some point. I know he is because I, I saw his picture in, in, a, like in, a, in a, a related thing when I was looking up one of the guest stars oh, to yeah. figure out what Joe Sikora, who is playing as a segue to get back really quickly, the, the patient case, they walk in on, the, the, the three women they, walk they in, stole. they stole him from Psych because he's. Supposedly a, a, hyster- a male hysterical pregnancy, but he actually has a distended pregnant belly and acts like he's pregnant. And they're like, oh boy. And then, and then they look in the mirror, see Sam, uh, Sam Beckett and say, oh boy, oh boy. And then the credits start. <laughs> do, 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 do. And then we can go back to like what I really wanted to talk about, which is that one episode of Golden Girls that is an empty nest backdoor pilot, but it has Paul Dooley in the, uh, the Mul- Richard Mulligan role. And that that is just that it, it's it's insane how so much it's like that a is fever just, dream. No, it's just it's straight up. A, it, it it's kind of like that that private practice backdoor pilot where it's you're like almost watching a different TV show. Right. It's the same thing. You're like it's like this isn't really the Golden Girls. They're right. barely like this is the Paul Dooley show, and then it, it didn't even have Paul Dooley when it went to series, which is a real shame. That is a real shame. Paul Dooley's awesome. Can you imagine an empty nest fronted by Paul Dooley instead of uh, Richard Mulligan? Not that Richard Mulligan's bad. He was great on no, soap. Yeah. But Paul Dooley. Uh, you know, like he's just, he'd be so much more schlubby and so Wasn't much more Richard of a loser. Mulligan also punky punkies. No, that was uh, I can't remember his name, but it was the same guy who played the commandant on George the Police Academy. Something, movies. yeah, 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 yeah. No, he was a no, completely different. Oh, guy. commandant. They both they both are white haired men with fairly deep voices, but uh, no, like apparently they all look the same to me. Man, I have yeah, you were racist <laughs> against old white silver haired men. <laughs> And speaking as a middle-aged white getting silver-haired man, I'm worried, Are you worried? about my future. Are you worried that I'm going to be like walking up to some guy in the in the grocery store and be like, "Let's go, honey." And then he'll, like, he'll be like, guy. "I'm the late Richard Mulligan. Leave me alone." <laughs> is Richard Mulligan even dead? Am I just am I did I just kill did I just kill Richard Mulligan? I think you might have. <laughs> like, is he is he alive or dead? I, I literally don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't think he's dead. Uh, well, well, why isn't he working more? I don't know. Did David Leisure kill him? He very well might. Now he died. Richard Mulligan died seventeen years Did ago. He really? Yes. Oh, Richard Mulligan. Oh, he was only sixty-seven. Dude, wow, that's really he was young. That's depressing. That's really a bummer. Oh man, I'm I'm completely yeah. This made me sad. He had four wives. Way to go, Wait, dude. Like all at once? Is he? No, he was not. <laughs> he's not no, it's like he wasn't on Sister Wives. <laughs> Ooh, let's talk about sister wives. Oh my God, our, my, our son would love it if that was it. If it <laughs> yeah, we're going to get our son taken from us because his favorite show is Sister Wives. Uh, wow, we have made it exactly to the credits. Okay, can uh, I can We are I 25 up? minutes okay. into this podcast. Right. Actually, so, we're, we're so 14 that, minutes into this podcast so, and we just made it okay, to... Okay, I'm coming back. I'm bringing it back. So the heart patient that O'Malley's going to work on, the woman's name is Kim. The husband's name is... 
I don't know. I know the last name is Griswold. Griswold. And, and, Griswold. and he's played by Rennie Santoni, yes. who, who most people know as Poppy, Poppy, but of course, uh, longtime MMIS fans will know him as Gonzalez from the masterpiece Cobra. That's right. From 1986. I love that you just said, that's right. You didn't fight me on it. That's you've right. Given, you've given up on even fighting that's me. That's right. Cobra. I'm not even going there. I'm not, I'm not even giving up. He was the strong. high point of Cobra. Yeah. Much I, like. Much I remember like, very much about Cobra, especially the way that he cut that pizza. I remember nothing about Cobra because it's the worst piece of crap that ever exists. First of all, Rennie Santoni didn't cut that pizza. Pizza, so you need to provide an antecedent to your pronoun. Pronouns. Uh, but uh, but Randy Santoni, much like that, he's also uh, probably the highest point of this episode for me personally. Can in a scene that question. comes later, can I can I, can I yeah, it's pretty freaking sweet. Okay, so let's get back and then so anyway, and then he plays Clark then, Griswold, the head of the Griswold yeah, family the from Chicago. Of, They're on vacation. K- Kim and Mr. Griswold, whatever his first name is, which I don't Alan, remember, I think might have been Alan. Yeah, it might have been Alan. Alan. That sounds, Alan. Alan sounds right to me. Alan Let's just go right. with it. We'll just go with it. Let's that with sounds it. good. That sounds Alan. So uh, he's obviously a um, being bossed around by her, but she's the one who's the patient. This is her. Th- she's had four uh, open heart surgeries. Already. Alan Griswold. You were right on, baby. Spelled A L A N. And so she uh, she's very bossy and doesn't say please or thank you and is really kind of crappy to him. But uh, he's you know he's sort of you know deals with it and you see that that start from the very beginning yeah. then we have a patient who's alex karev's patient with yeah. uh with uh with uh, uh derek uh fuck stream air, air yard <laughs> that's air wrong Derek's airstream fuck yard was the joke i was reference i was trying to make oh my god and uh, uh, i hope this isn't your first episode by the way because uh, well actually maybe i hope it is your first episode because you know i think this is some good natured dumbassery that we don't always get to uh, welcome to shambhala okay so uh on the road to Shondaland. it's right so um, so the father of the little girl who's actually the her patient, name is nicole her name is nicole she's she's in a wheelchair she's in a wheelchair she's uh, paralyzed but it's something that she could technically have surgery for that could at least release the catheter that she lives with yeah. all the time like, like her bladder are, her bladder is too small to control like or something like and like like there's something like I didn't I didn't quite catch you know, what I, I, bet, I bet that I bet the GD but anyway, uh, while you're looking that up I would thing. like to point out that the father who plays her the man who plays her father is Francis Guinan who for all of our Chicago actors who know is oh yeah she's a, he's a Steppenwolf, uh, Steppenwolf ensemble, ensemble member. member we've seen him on stage like six times in the past At two least. years because we have a Steppenwolf subscription and yeah. uh, he is he is always good, even he's even, always good. even when the play isn't yeah, as good. This is true. Um, he's, he's just freaking yeah, he's, brilliant. He's, he's a really good actor. And yeah, he's, I mean, I, he's, his talents are kind of lost in this episode because he it's barely, true. He, barely he doesn't do much. No, no. I mean, he's just the supportive husband and father. Like he's the guy who's like telling the controlling wife, well, maybe we should let her have some more free different controlling wife. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. This is the mother. Yeah. Controlling but, yeah, but mother. She's a controlling mother. She's not a controlling wife. She's his wife, and yeah. she's a controlling mother. He's the guy who's saying, "Well, maybe we should do." But that's all he does. There's no like yeah. that. Like you think, like if you're if you're gonna have a guy like of, of his, with his talent, you might make him either either more more of a sinister character because yeah. he's really good at that, or or at least give him a scene where he like blows up at her and says you know, like they have a fight about her freedom right. or something. Because honestly, he's just kind of this. Friendly-ish, milk-toast guy who's just sort of like. Well, I find it really interesting that we have two guest stars. Also, he's aged a lot in the last ten years. Oh, he yeah. looks a lot older now. And we have two guest stars that were that are Chicago-based actors, and Kate yeah. Walsh oh. herself was a Chicago actor. As, as a matter well, of fact, Kate and I think anyone like a, a lot of actors who started in theater, a lot of them started in Chicago. Yeah. So I think that's not that weird. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, I mean what I find weird about it is that this isn't shot in Chicago. Just because we're look. 
Well, yeah, but there was there's a lot of Chicago actors that ended up on uh, on Law and Order, like as as like guest stars. Yes. So I mean, it's I, a I lot don't... of times with the Law and Order, but the deal with the Law and Order stuff and the actors that end up on that from Chicago, lots of times they're out in New York doing something else. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying this show. I mean, this show is external shots in in, in Seattle, but I guarantee you, no, it's, it's done in L.A. It's done in L.A. Yeah. So they were probably in L.A. for something else because they all there's no there's no reason they wouldn't be in L.A. if they're going to be in, in New York. I, I don't understand your logic on. Well, this. they were on Broadway in New York. That's right. the difference. I'm not. Oh, just oh by the way, by the way, I'm she was there. They literally took a show to Broadway. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. That's yeah, but but I but I think it's also a thing of you know like hey, they're casting for roles, and I'm pretty sure anyone in the Steppenwolf ensemble has also probably done quite a bit of TV guest. Oh, sure. I mean, they, you know, that's kind of just the thing. Okay, so the deal with uh, Nicole, by the way, her name, her last name is Verma, by the way. Mm-hmm. She just sounds like a fake name, but um, it probably isn't. But um, she the, she originally checked in. We forgot to mention she she wasn't checking in for that. She was having spasms oh, right. in her leg. Uh, friend, they, there was a procedure to treat the pain, but uh, Derek suggested the, the procedure Derek wants her to go on is a cytoplasty, which would enlarge the bladder and create a stoma, which would give her more inner, more in, in, independence. And you know that's that's kind of the thing because as it is now, she needs a she needs a she has to have a colostomy bag. You know she has to be like taken care of. You know pretty much nonstop. If if she has bladder control, she'll be able. You know, to go out and about and be more than like twenty minutes away from her kid, you know, yeah. from her parents and, and caregivers. I mean, she's so she can, she's, she's, yeah. Out so now she, can, yeah, she can actually go away to college. She can actually like have a life for herself. Some independence. But you know, the mother is like, no, absolutely not, and she always defers to her to her mother. And know. that's how that starts. So anyway, yeah. So there's so that. that's that, and then. Um, then, um, then the next patient uh, we have is is, um, is the one with that's. Actually, uh, before we, yeah, yeah, before we get, yeah, well, that's the next time you see him, yeah. But before we, before we do that, um, O'Malley, uh, like, is talking with Burke. This is where O'Malley uh, pulls a George, he puts his foot right in his mouth because he, you know, he's like, he's, he's, he thanks uh, Burke for saying, for, uh, for, for giving him, a put, shot giving him another shot, giving right. him a shot. And, and he says, of course, you're my guy, you know, and, you know, O'Malley's like, really happy he's like you know because I, I didn't know if like you know like he it, like oh he's kind of like he's flustered and talking about like no, I didn't what know he's if- talking about you know I know where you're going to you're, you're in the wrong spot they're, they're, they're talking about um, they walk out of the room with oh the, no yeah oh that's after yeah because yeah oh yeah you see Ver, uh, uh, the other woman uh, uh, Kim Kim Yelling yeah. at her husband. Yeah, Kim Griswold is yelling, is yelling, yelling at, at Gonzalez, um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know he's he's doing everything for, her and she's like just you know just being really crappy, and and like yeah he walked yeah that's right, and he walks out with Burke, and he's like I just I don't know how people can put up with that, like you know like 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 he's obviously like, not happy. He's obviously not happy, you know, and uh, and it was like like you're happy, you know, and Chris, you and Christine are happy, and and Burke's like me and Christina what. Yeah, he's like, what are you talking you about? Know, he's just staring at him. Staring at him like, because, you know, Burke Nobody and Christina knows. are secret. Yeah, they're No secret. one's supposed to know. And, you know, like, he's like, how the hell does George know? Right. You know, and George is like, you know, and like, he suddenly, like, George kind of realizes after the fact that, oh, crap. He should he's, not have opened, not have opened his damn mouth. mouth. You know, and, yeah. And then uh, we actually get a while before. Um, are there any other patients that we haven't? No, mentioned? those are the three patients. And then what happens? Okay, is good because I'm like looking. I'm like I don't see any new patients. Yang gets sent on wild goose chases. Oh, oh yeah, because yeah. Oh yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, we forgot to mention that. Like yeah. when they were trying to get the room cleared, Yang is super shitty to a nurse named Debbie. Yeah, uh, who's obviously like, like the, obviously, the desk nurse. Who, yeah, like, and she's and she's obviously like well, first and foremost, she's obviously like 
no younger than 45. Yeah. You like don't, she's, you don't mess with Like she's be, obviously been there a while. Yeah. And basically, you know, like gang says some crappy things about, you know, if we need a bedpan cleaned, we'll call you. Cause they're trying to hide the fact. Cause they're trying to hide the fact. Here. But yeah, yeah. Yang is incredibly crappy. And I'd forgotten that, like, like the the sub the Yang subplot, which Yang is once again in a comic subplot. Yeah. Um, I think this. I mean, I I mean, Sandro is a better actress than most of the people in this cast, so uh, like, it's not weird to say this, but I I I do think it's interesting that like they gave her a lot of tragedy and trauma throughout the years, but I think she's actually better at the funny things. I mean, well, she's Aras, so well done when things are put right. upon. But like, she's yeah, very I know, good. I know, when yeah, are like put she's upon. good when she's flustered, when yeah. she's just like ah, you know. And it and and it and there's and it's a it's a tried and true comedy trope that the competent, like, driven type A personality getting over their head because their ego, you know. Right. So it. So anyway, basically, for most of the episode, and I we don't really have to go into it too no. much because there's not really a lot of plot to it. No. For most of the episode. She she gets given the runaround because she's Bailey's intern, and so like she keeps getting called to do all like every dumb, gross, like scut work thing possible. Um, I know we defined that last episode, so I'm not gonna do it again. Um, yeah, you know, so the nurse gets her vengeance. Uh, we get to see actually we get to see sassy nurse come back sassy and load a, load a bunch of stuff on her um, with a grin. Um, and she yeah she suffered and she thinks Bailey uh, it, Bailey must know. About her, like she about goes to Burke. Burke. She goes to Burke, and she's like, you know, Bailey knows, and he's like, George knows, and they're like, what, what, you know, and you know, like, so it's like, you know, like, and like the the basically, um, they they're talking about whether or not like they should tell, like, get it out in the open, cause, and we didn't really state this, even though this is the whole subtext of the episode. Something to talk about mm. is everyone is talking about the fact that Meredith has been dumped by McDreamy. You know, yep. like, like he just basically like T-boned her heart and left it there. And, you know, like everyone knows it. Everyone's talking about her. And Christina doesn't want to be like that. And, you know, and, well, she and, doesn't ruin her and Bur- yeah, and she doesn't want to ruin her career either, but she doesn't want to be a Meredith. She doesn't want to be like talked about like that. But Burke's like, if we tell him, then tell the chief, if we tell the chief, we're not going to get in trouble. He's going to find out no matter what. And she's like, no, he doesn't have to, you know. Because Yang is young enough to actually naive enough to believe that you can get away with a workplace romance without people Hell no. knowing. <laughs> you know. Hell no. Everybody knows. So yeah. yeah. So so, uh, so basically that's throughout their she, drama. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna yeah. finish their arc because it's easy. At uh, one point in the episode, she goes up to Bailey and says, "I know, yeah, you know, like what you're doing to me and whatever." And she's starting to tell like you're doing this because. And then like she realizes the look on Bailey's face, and she's like, "You have no idea what I'm talking about." And then that's when the you know when Debbie speaks from behind the counter, if you just been you know polite this wouldn't have happened right and bailey basically is like oh you you know mm-hmm. you you got the nurses mad at you oh you fool yeah you know and so that's that and and it, it basically the storyline ends with uh despite this despite the fact that uh that yang absolutely did not want it told burke goes to the chief and tells him and the chief is like well i respect you for doing that you know you obviously care about your job and you care about this and you care about her and, you know, you're not going to get treated that way because I found you came to me. Right. You know, I'm going to treat you. Fa- I'm going to, you know, it's like, I'm not going to treat you badly. You know, I'm not going to give you special treatment either, but I'm going to treat you like, you know, with the respect that you've given me. Right. You know, and I, so everything's okay. And that's the end of that little. Before arc. we go to all the patients, I also just want to point out the other interpersonal relationship issue going on is that, um, uh, uh, Derek has not spoken to Meredith because 
they none of the friends will allow him because she's obviously still hurting but he doesn't quite get that and he wants to just like talk to her but at the same time he's in therapy with Addison and you know she said her one big thing is that he has to stop talking to Meredith and he says his one big thing is that uh, Addison has to move to to Seattle and leave the practice in New York so they're at the therapist's office and this is their impact and 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 they're and and I mean I will say this does a very good job they do a very good job as actors of portraying a couple that is together but probably shouldn't, shouldn't be. be yeah like they're obviously like it like they're in therapy and like they're trying but they you know but like there's a lot of differences and like the way they fight the body language they do you know is pretty good yeah I, you know like it's, i it's frustrating you know like it's um i i'm trying to think like the you know like oh actually in in this arc of Derek like trying to like not talk to her because I, I guess we're not really gonna get, we're gonna probably yeah. go by 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 story arc uh, this one ends up, like, like when Meredith is, um, like, kind of at a breaking point at one point, um, Derek tries to go to talk to her, and Bailey actually uh, steps, steps in and gives him a huge monologue about, like, what do you do, like, not a huge monologue, but, like, she chews him out, like, you know, what do you think you're doing, you know, I know you think you, you, you're, you're, you're helping her, but you're making it so much worse, you gotta let her heal, and all I can think, like, I'll watch it, and so I was like, damn it, Bailey, Meredith doesn't deserve you. No. Like Nobody. you're wasting your Bailey's wasting her awesome Bailey moment on saving Meredith, which is actually. But then I will say this: right, not long after that, this this episode does have, and we'll get to that when we we'll, we go back to the pregnant man arc. Yeah. Uh, this episode does have possibly one of the rare moments where Meredith is really actually kind of has a Bailey moment. Yes. So and like it's like a rare moment where I'm like, you go, yeah. you know, you you know, like so. So when we get back. Um, uh, I, I also want to say something that I, I literally uh, wrote Bailey like in big letters with an exclamation mm-hmm. point during that because I, I do that when Bailey does yeah, something awesome. Um, and and on top of that, um, oh, and I guess, oh, oh we're going to get back to that when we get to the pregnant. I'll, I'll yeah. come back to it. Well, we're, I think the next thing we're going to do right now is, um, is go into um, – actually, no, we shouldn't because that's kind of – I think the pregnant man arc is kind of the center, the central arc of the story. Sure. So I guess we'll go in back to the Griswolds. We'll go back to um, them. Well, I mean, what what are the patients? It's Griswolds, pregnant and then man, it's and, Nicole. and Nicole. We could do the Nicole. One. Yeah, let's do Nicole because okay, I think in order it. in order of like go life or death importance, uh, or not even that, but in order of show importance. Yeah, so it. anyway, Nicole, Alex is like basically having to push Nicole around the hospital right, because because, because Derek has yeah. t- told him, I want you to take her around the hospital and like show her like. Like, just kind of get her the idea of, like, what she could be doing if she, like, talk to her and kind of, make, like, get her the idea of what she could be doing if you're free. He's like, oh, you want me to talk her into the procedure? I was like, just show her what it would be like. Yeah. You know, and, but Alex is, you And know, she's so, 18. She's, a, yeah. Well, she, you don't find that out until yeah, later. but she but, is. Like, but Alex has to push her around in her wheelchair and, and like, he's, like, basically throughout his day. Her, but he's yeah. basically babysitting her. But, um, like, he takes her everywhere, everywhere he's going and she, she talks with him and, you know, like... Like she like she obviously likes him in like a like a oh you know like he's a a funny fun charming asshole that right. older asshole thing and she also witnesses the a very but yeah I was about to say this is where I'm yeah 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 like she like while he's pushing her around like he and actually Alex starts by being unprofessional because he basically starts running after Izzy yeah. full tilt with his wheelchair girl yeah. like pushing her along <clears throat> stops her they have this this awkward discussion. Uh, and Izzy explodes at all the reasons she's angry at him. Like, yeah, she's like, I put on a dress for you. I waited for you. You didn't even kiss me. You know, you, and she's like, like, basically she's like, you know what? You are an asshole. You are terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, blah, blah, blah. And like, just, just yelling at him. And like, all I'm thinking is there is like, 
a patient mm-hmm. sitting right between you two. That is like the like you would never like no. that is that is like I don't know if it's a fireable offense per se, but I, I that would get you called on the carpet yeah, if, the, if you got reported for that. Yeah. Um, you know, like it was real, real crappy behavior. But anyway, like so, and then we get a scene like later with him and her in the uh, what do they call them the. Uh, the catacombs. Oh my god, I was gonna say the catacombs, but I thought that was wrong. I was catacombs. gonna say that as a joke. Yeah, that little like those hallways behind everything. Uh, she's about there, back there with him, and he basically is just studying. Yeah, he, he like leaves her there, like like to study, and she asks him a bunch of questions, and he doesn't want to talk about it. And uh, basically, he's really crappy to her, and she and she's crappy back, and he says like, well, you know, if you don't you don't want to be here, you can just leave, and you know, like they 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 trade insults back and forth, and end up smiling at each other. Yeah. Um, it's very cute. It's very cute. Except he, at one point he calls her a two-wheeler, which I took exception to because wheelchairs have four wheels. It's mm-hmm. just the two of them are big. Um, a, a two-wheeled wheelchair would be unsteerable and hard to balance. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> it would be a rickshaw, actually, is what it would be. Okay. So, um, so, that's, so eventually um, they have this discussion, um, and, and I never looked this up. Yeah. So, so if you want to talk yeah, about so, them for a minute and right. see if I can factualize so, this. So Nicole at one point is saying how she's never had, you know, she doesn't have friends and she doesn't go to school. She's homeschooled, but she's 18 and she's about to become a college freshman, but she's basically like not going anywhere, anywhere further than like 20 minutes away from home and it's really going to be hard and she's nervous and she's never kissed anyone. And would Alex kiss her and alex you know so she clo- he looks around as though he's oh my to- god it did it aired oh yeah okay. oh yeah i'm gonna say this so so alex looks around and you know as if he's gonna kiss her she closes her eyes and he leans down as if he's gonna do it and then he basically gets real close to her and says you i don't want to mess up your first kiss your first kiss is very important you want to be so about that person you really really want to you know look like deep the in their eyes, eyes and like and it'll feel be swept off your you feet swept off your feet so no i want you to have to have that kiss be super memorable i think by the way that this was a direct response to a house episode okay because in september of that same year in the second season of house mm-hmm. I guess the, sh- the show's must have started about the same time. Yeah. Um, an episode called Autopsy ran in which Dr. Chase, uh, the Australian blonde, you know, guy, you know, very handsome Jesse, 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 Jesse Spencer. Spencer? I, I, I was trying to make sure I wasn't He's confusing with Jesse Chicago Williams. Fire, I was trying yeah. to make sure I wasn't confusing the name with Jesse Williams nope. later, later of Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Uh, like and it, so it's this underage girl who wants like who's she's gonna nine. die she's like nine and she's gonna die you know this horrible disease of cancer yeah. and you know like she asks him for a kiss because she's never gonna be kissed and so he kisses her and I remember thinking that's really it's sweet but it's also weird and skeevy at the yeah, same time it's really and I always it, it, it's a very creepy scene so I but feel it's like, like done really sweetly but it yeah. still feels I, wrong. I, I, yeah it felt it felt squirrely, squirrely yeah. to me so I wonder if this is a direct like because this aired just this aired like three months after and like production schedules are such that yes I know that there's some you know like you have to do it a little bit before but mm-hmm. I feel like there would have been plenty of time for that maybe you know and I, but I, I you know I, maybe or maybe not I don't I mean, know could just be a coincidence could be could, you know what it could just be that the Although she is not, she is eighteen, so yeah. technically it's not quite as weird, but yeah. it is. But it, she's still a patient, and it's still very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe this was the year of kissing your your young patients uh, on, on sure. in, in medical why, shows. Why, why not? So um, be a year or something. So in, it, after that scene, I think like the thought, like of like like you know, like she realizes she does want to have that life where she gets to fall in love and have it like be for be, be with and herself. Be so she goes back and stands up to her parents. Basically says, you two talk to each other. You never talk to me. 
you know, so, you know, like, I want the surgery. I want the surgery. And so that's it. You know, they, they don't even show her getting the surgery no. or anything. And I think just, it's because, I think it's because to be honest, I'm, I'm like, I, I know the surgery has some risks. There's like a 20% chance of failure and like, and that, that, that things could get worse. But like, I, yeah, they never even show her in surgery or uh, honestly, it's because after the surgery is over, like it's going to be a lateral move as far as what you can show. It's yeah. not like they're going to show her walking right, or something like that. You know, she's still going to be paralyzed. It's just, it's just at this point she could actually like, and like, and there is an illusion that uh, earlier in the episode, not an illusion, a direct thing where Shepard says like, you could have a normal sex life, you know, and then which right like, now she can't have, and-, which, and, and, and which, you know, and like the mother looks really shocked and he's like, which, you know, we'll cross that bridge when you're, you know, ready for that. Right, right. You know, like, so, but anyway, like, so that's the end of her story. Uh, the next, the next arc I think we should go to is, is uh, Kim Griswold. Yes. So, um, so she's already yelled at him. She's, then... she's been yelling, she's been yelling at uh, him a lot. Yeah. And I, like, I know at one point, like, like what ends up happening, like, like they, like George and, and, and him end up at one point kind of having a talk. You know, and he's like, you know, it's just like, this is like her fifth, this is going to be our fifth, fifth open heart, 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 open heart surgery. Like, and it's, it's years and years of this. And he's like, he's like, you know, you just, you, you do what you can to make it easier on her and you get used to it. You know, he's very like fatalistic about yeah. it, you know, and, you know, and then like basically la- a little bit later, George is uh, doing, doing, I think some, doing her blood pressure yeah, or something. It's something. something that squeezes and she's like, you're squeezing my arm too hard. You're going to tear my arm. Like she's yelling at George about like this and, uh. And out of and, and he's like, he's just doing his job. She's like, what did you say? Yeah. I said he's just doing his job. And she's like, well, he could do it better. Like blah blah blah. And then he, like he just blows up and yeah. yells at her and yells her into a, a heart, heart attack, attack, which is amazing. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And he's like, oh my god, what have I done? What have I done? And he feels like crap. And yeah. like, like, and they, they take her into surgery. They take her immediately into surgery. It's a real intense thing. They've got a bunch of people watching. The surgery, and I will While say, she's in surgery. Well, and, and, and I will say, this is possibly one of the more metal moments yeah. in Grey's Anatomy. Pretty, pretty, pretty awesome, you know. And I and I will say, for for all the show, like the dumb soap opera crap in this show, there's some crazy crap that happens in the in the in the operating table sometimes that's amusing as hell. Uh, so her heart catches on fire. I mean, I mean, I'm sure this has something to do with a lot of oxygen being there, or you know, like the layer of fat on the heart or and the like, fact that they use or the equipment like, well they're using the yeah. cauterizing gun you know it's super hot but yeah her heart catches on fire they have to shut the room like they have to like, literally yell code code red code red code red means your heart is on fire yeah, uh, yeah apparently. <laughs> well mountain, mountain dew cold red will actually set your heart on fire um but so like like george has to like like douses the heart with ice water they're disconnecting all of the electronics uh from like like anything electrical are clearing from her. the room it's like anyone who's non-essential has to clear the room crazy. it's a bit like it's because it's a risk that the fire could spread and yeah. there's all sorts of crazy explosive crap in hospitals as we'll learn over the years in yes, Grey's we Anatomy. Will. yes we will um so yeah um she ends up surviving they 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 end up uh, operate like making it through. Uh, there's a pretty great little like scene right after that where everyone's talking about like like the heartbeat like oh my god his heart was on fire yeah but but his heart was on, her heart was on fire her heart was, like and then George comes by and says her heart was on fire yeah it's you know it's pretty cool um, he just looks really frazzled uh, they go to tell uh, they go to Alan, tell Alan, Griswold. Griswold Griswold Rini Santoni TV's Gonzalez oh wait Poppy. that was a movie. <laughs> but we watched it on TV. TV's Gonzalez. TV's Gonzalez. Um, so um, she, they, they tell him like she, she's okay. Like 
you know, her heart caught on fire in the operating room, but she survived. <laughs> and he's like, he's got his hand, head in his hands, and he's his hot, bobbing up and down, like it appears that he's racked with sobs. And then he puts his hands up, and he has an enormous, enormous grin on his face. He's just like just these huge dentures. Uh, he has like big old uh, uh, chiclet dentures. What do you? What do you? What do you uh, just forgotten his name. Um, host of the match game. Woolery? Not Woolery. Not the oh, match game. Oh, oh, Gene. Uh, Gene Rayburn. Gene Rayburn. Yeah, he's got big Gene Rayburn dentures. Oh, <laughs> you know, and he's just like he's just like, huge, shiny white teeth, just laughing, like just maniacally the laughing. Fight. He's like, he's like, oh, she's. You're telling me, in her fifth heart operation, she, she. Her heart caught on fire, and she still survived. Yeah, <laughs> she's never like, gonna die. She's never gonna die. Yeah, basically, he's like, she's never gonna die, and he says, you know what? You can tell her she can survive without me. She's a mythical creature. She's a she mythical creature. Like, she doesn't need me, and so he basically walks out on her. And I will say that scene is cr- give the devil its due. As much as I want to like piss and moan about watching Grey's Anatomy, uh, like. This scene is a comic tour de force. Everyone in the Everyone scene, in scene is, is firing on all cylinders. Yeah, like Rene Santoni is just so beatifically delighted yeah. at the insanity that his that his evil wife has survived <laughs> so much yes. that she's unkillable. Like he's like maniacally laughing. Burke has this like he's he's. He's upset, trying so hard, but he's trying so hard not to laugh too because <laughs> I, he sees the humor. And George is just staring like like just mouth slightly agape. Yeah. Just almost unblinkingly staring. Right. It is like it is very beautifully done. And after he leaves, there's this whole sequence where it's like they they're asking about whether or not, like it's just George. After he leaves, George, George and, and Burke. Uh, George and Burke are basically like so. Uh, which one of us is going to tell her he's left, left her? And, and like and like there's this moment where like they break and they both start laughing for a second and and then. Like it, like it's like, and he said, you know, and it, it, it's like, oh, good, everything's been fixed with me and Burke. And then George opens his dumb mouth. Well, well, Burke actually compliments him. And yeah, says, he says, you know, like, thank you, you, you really, you, you kept you, your head, you kept your head, and, and like it was real. You did a really good job. You kept your head. You, you, you know, you, like good work. And then he's he. Uh, this is when George makes the foolish mistake of apologizing for the whole Christina information sharing, and Burke just shuts down. Yeah, and sort of gets up and walks away. And George is like, oh man, I'm an idiot. You know, like he's like, George is like beating his forehead, like, what have I done? And then Burke turns around and says, you're still my guy, O'Malley. Yeah. Which is a very sweet thing. And it's really sad oh, it's so knowing, it's sad knowing the backstage shenanigans between Isaiah Washington, T.R. Knight, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and uh, Patrick Dempsey. Mm-hmm. It's really sad when you think about the fact that the two of them in this scene and in almost every scene they're in together, they have such great chemistry they really together. Do. It really sucks, together. like that they that they had like you know like that they didn't get along very well. Apparently, oh. off, off they are like off the set. Because it really sucks. It really sucks because they really do have great. They they are they they're really perfectly. They they are two completely different kinds of straight man behaviors. Mm-hmm. Like for comedy, like George has got the bumbling sort of like put upon thing, and Burke has the he's like the flustered but trying to maintain the dignity thing and they both like they both are awkward in different ways that works well as like a friend they they would have made a really good friendship yeah yeah it really sucks it It really really sucks sucks. that the actors did not like like get along and that both of them apparently were kind of difficult to work Mm -hmm. with on the show um so then so then uh let's go back to the main story 
Yeah, this is this is, is the pregnant, pregnant man, pregnant Joe Sikora. Um, uh, the the cat the character's name I cannot Sean, remember. Sean, Shane, Shane, Shane. Um, so anyway, Shane there, and Tina. Tina's there's a bunch of people coming. There's a bunch of people coming in, like to argue about like the fact, like we're going back to the very like. Yeah. Okay, so they they basically Meredith uh, distracts the psych doctor guy who's yeah, been in a been in another episode. Yeah. It's kind of funny. She like comes to talk to him. It's there because they're trying to steal him at this point. Yeah. So. They get, she go like she's like hi and talking to him he's like hi, what do you want? He's like, can I just talk? You know, like I can talk to people or like, from what I hear, you only talk to attendings. You know, which is a big diss on her. And, and you know, it's like I look, we could be friends. I can be friends with people who aren't surgery and you know surgical interns. And he's like, what's my name? And he covers up his badge. And she's like, okay, fine. I don't have to know your name. Like, and it's, it's she's badly flirting with yeah, him, like very really badly. badly. And he's not buying it, but he's also confused. Yeah. And meanwhile, in the background, they steal, they steal the file, they steal the folder and run off with it. And so anyway, goes to the next scene. They're having a big fight. Like he's in there with everyone fighting. There's a bunch of nurses. Like he's like, this is a psych patient. It's a hysterical pregnancy. You know, you need to, like, he belongs here. And they're like, no, he's got a mass. It's the, this is like, it's palpating, palpable. It's like, you know, it's like, this is, it's this not is, a CITES. This it's, is not a CITES. This is a surgical thing. And meanwhile, if you it, like, it, you see him stirring, uh, uh, dipping a pregnancy test into a cup of urine, and like everyone's arguing, and he's and he says, "Guys, guys," and like I think does Izzy notice it? Someone yes, notices. Izzy notices. Notices he's taken a pregnancy test and it's come up positive. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh well, it's a surgical case now." Yep. And Bailey basically tells them, you know, like. You know, like do not like, steal patients. You do not steal patients, but also good job. But good job. <laughs> and then that's when Yang gets called away because she. It's going to be Yang found this person in the first place. Yeah, like so. But this is when she, her her shenanigans happen. She gets called away. So it's mostly Izzy and Meredith that are working this case. Um, and basically, that what what they've quickly discover after scanning him is that this thing inside of him has you know hair, and teeth. teeth, you know, and like it's toenails. toenails. It is what's known as a teratoma, which I think you... I didn't, didn't have a teratoma. You didn't have a teratoma, but you had something similar. Have we talked about it? A dermoid the, cyst. Yeah, a dermoid cyst that also had, you know, its own driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> it basically should have applied to college. Yeah. Uh, you um, ate your twin. Just I did. It. I ate, ate my twin. twin. Uh, I don't know if we've discussed it on this episode, on, uh, this, on this podcast. I know we've discussed it on one of our podcasts. Yeah. I don't know uh, if we've... Allie, Allie, basically, have you ever seen the episode of, uh, like, the flashbacks in uh, the Venture Brothers when, uh, jo- when, when, uh, when Rusty Venture is, uh, you know, like, remembering eating his uh, his brother in the womb. Allie just basically picked her twin up and just swallowed yeah, it. Yeah, it was uh, a big swallow. When she was in the womb. As a... As, uh, but as, um, as but a, this has a teratoma, which is a cyst, like an, uh, it's like a, it's like an undifferentiated mass of cells, I guess, that are like kind of not like part of you. I, I don't know if it's like a, if it's mosaic or not, but it's basically a bunch of cells decide late, and it usually happens early in life. Yeah. It doesn't usually like why they're excited about this is this is like he's an adult yeah and adults don't usually get this but uh you know like they suddenly rapidly grow and they start getting like well it's, it's almost, is almost that vomiting on our couch because that, that that i bet that sound showed up on the mic and it that often horrible. it often always comes out malignant too so yeah they, they're, so they're, they're nervous testing about it, it but they're yeah. testing it yeah, and they're they're testing sure it. I, I can't remember if it came out malignant i think it did i don't think they this. ever yeah yeah i don't i don't I, mine was benign yes yes well yeah but like, yours was very nice 
we sometimes invite her over for tea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird though because she does have a face. It's just teeth coming out of the side of her That's head. Very it's very bizarre. It's like our dog. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, head. it is like our dog. Oh my god, our dog is kind of a cyst. <laughs> oh, Sparky, you're the worst. So um, anyway, I, I bet a bunch of people are like, we should have warned a warning surgical surgical talk. I guess if, if you're listening to a Grey's Anatomy. Oh my god, podcast, do you really not? Th- we, we're true. not allowed to watch Grey's Anatomy while we have dinner anymore. Yeah, I, 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 that's a rule I have rule. because every time I do like someone's bowel sprays all over someone. <laughs> Um, so, um, basically there, there's a bunch of people taking pictures for the hospital. It actually looks like a press conference because yeah. there's someone taking a bunch of pictures. There's all these doctors are finding excuses to come to the room and check him out, you know, and they're and becoming like, a freak show. And, and over the course of the episode, you see them getting more and more flustered and Meredith noticing because this is like, like every Grey's Anatomy show, whatever the big case is that Meredith's on is also a metaphor for her life. Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone's looking and pointing and talking about them, and no one's talking to them. something to talk about. Yeah. And no one is talking to them. Mm-hmm. And basically, it builds well, that, up. The, Mar- song, the song is not, let's give oh, we never. Oh, my God, we me. never actually did that because you got sidetracked on doing, on talking about the credits. Oh. Let's do a quick, quick cul-de-sac. Cul-de-sac. So we can talk about the, the theme song. That we and review it as we always do. Now, this is obviously based on the song by Bonnie Raitt, um, and I think I can go ahead and sum this up real fast. It sucks. Anyway, um, moving on. Uh, so it's about gossip. <laughs> Let's give them some. Allie, 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 Allie. A little fig. Allie, Allie. Is it is it a bad song when Bonnie Raitt sings it? Some would say yes. Would I say yes? Most likely yes. Do you think, though I love you and though you are a charming person, do you think your love and charm can overcome the fact that I don't like this song? How about love, love, love? So anyway, uh, the the streak of awesome songs uh, is back, re- reset back to from from one to zero. Um, and uh, anyway. That's about that's about it before the final climax. Well, wait. Talk, talk about the moment where she slams the door and and, no, and before the final climax. Oh, is that the final? Climax? That's the climax oh, sorry, of, of, of it. Yeah. So basically, there's been like she comes back after you know like, and there's been already a scene at, at lunch where the uh, where the where the where Nicole uh, has, Alex has taken Nicole to the group and she's like, so these are your friends, huh? And they're like, we're not friends. <laughs> and uh, you know like. That was from Izzy, obviously. And uh, they, you know, like she says, so are you the cool table? Were you the cool kids? Because, uh, you know, everyone's talking about you. You know, and it's like Meredith's like, oh, great. Because it's like you see everyone's like looking and whispering, you know. And uh, so anyway, like at one point Meredith walks into the room and you see a bunch of money exchanging hands. You see crowds of people. Because what happens is apparently... Yang and Yang and Stevens are selling tickets to the operation, and and everyone's talking and like everyone's milling about. And meanwhile, the uh, you know Shane and his wife are having a low grade freak out, and um, Meredith explodes in probably probably her finest moment, like ever on the show, possibly oh, in which she okay. basically yells at everyone, says, you know, like it's fine. You can you want to talk about me? That's great. But these are patients. They are scared. They are confused. What are you doing? You know, she shuffles everyone out. Like, just, like, she's, like, pushing them out the door. Like, and, and, she, and she especially yells at Yang and Stevens, kicks them out, and leaves, and leaves with them. Like, to leave yeah. them alone for a minute, you know. And, 
as she's going out the door, like Shepard's seeing all the people milling out, and he turns and looks in, with her sa- with his sad puppy dog eyes, and uh, and she says, "And what are you looking at?" Mm-hmm. Which was probably like, "God, Meredith, why can't you be more like this always?" Yeah. Instead of being giant and like a, a giant self-centered ass, like um, like for once, Meredith uses her suffering to allow herself to have empathy for others, which is something that I don't think she does enough of, which is why I hate her. It's because she's normally just, it's all about her, it's all about herself. But in this case, she says, hey, these people are suffering in a way that I am, but I can take it and they can't. I will put it, like, I will make the scene. God damn it, Meredith, you could have been a good character. I mean, there's the the deck stack against it. And then right. and Derek um, is looking. What did I say? Call him. Uh, He's Doctor McEmo. Doctor McEmo. But I actually have a better name for him. I, no, you which don't. is I do. Yes, I do. Because I think Doctor McEmo was my rewrite of your name anyway. <laughs> I'm just but kidding. I have a better name. I have a better name for what we've been calling. You know, we call him McDreamy because that's what they call him on the show. No, they call him McTemo. But I've, because but that's I've how he died. Actually, I was surprisingly. I, I actually decided to call Spoilers. him McDreambone. <laughs> Does not exactly sound like what you think it sounds like. I think, but what about his name? <laughs> why? I don't. Why? <laughs> God, I cannot believe I'm laughing at you. I, I, I should not be encouraging this. Oh my God! Oh, anyway. that was a good moment. You're oh right. It is my. fun to make you laugh. It's fun. You're an easy. Oh, market, like. as long as we have something to talk about. Oh yeah. Anyway, so that's what's uh, kind of it. He goes into a surgery. His big thing is that he doesn't want to um, have everybody look at his insides, which yeah. is kind of unfortunate. Yeah, he basically, yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? They hadn't established this yet because I thought at first I thought this was establishing something we're going to see in the future. I which did is, too. Which is, uh, you know, the chief's cabinet of oddities. <laughs> it's very bizarre. But, um, but uh, he basically says, you know, like, I don't want you passing me around, like my insides around yeah, and, and like taking pictures of it in a yeah. jar, you know. And so, so basically, like, Meredith agrees to dispose of his uh, teratoma herself and yep. get rid of it you know and so anyway they operate on him it's successful no one no one dies this episode no no one well, someone's heart goes on fire but that's yeah but no it. one die. They, they live they live like i mean every marriage is terrible but no one dies yeah the very end with um derek and addison what i'd like to yeah. point out oh there is there they're also derek and addison have a like a little meet up on the oh, roof at yeah. one point they have an awkward discussion there where they like it's like look you know like i like, you know, like basically they they have the whole another fight, you know, like, uh, but like, you know, like, but like over the course of it, Addison's kind of obviously trying to like, trying to get herself to move to this, you know, Seattle that she doesn't want to. And right. Derek, like, Derek basically is like, I'm going to talk to her if yeah. I talk to her. And like, and it's like, you know, like it's very, very impasse And then they get to the end and they're talking and they're like, you know, so yeah, we. Uh, I'm moving. And she's like says like uh, like mirroring the beginning of the episode. She's like, I'm moving to Seattle. Right. You know, because did we mention at the beginning of the episode they were meeting with their marriage counselor? Yes, I okay. already mentioned. I couldn't remember, but yeah, at the end she says like you know like I I've decided to move to Seattle, and he says, and as far as uh, you know Meredith's concerned, you know we don't have to worry about talking. Yeah. That, that's not not an issue anymore. Right. You know, because he's realized that he is being shut out from her. Right. You know, so it's like it's kind of the you know. And, and the therapist is like, well, you've made a lot of progress. I'm really proud of you. He's really excited. And you see in some really good body language yeah. acting, um, like when they're sitting there like, yeah, we're, you know, we're working on it. Like Addison kind of does like a reach over to hold his hand and he 
subtly moves away from her. Yeah. And then like they sort of sit there like with an awkward smile, you know, like and you know, like and then uh, he reaches for her hand as she moves away. Yeah, it's really like it's, it's like, really well done. It's really yeah, it's 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 really like a, a good like like these people don't belong together but yeah. they're like they have not gotten to a point where they realize that well they, as they point out later and i really like this as they talk about it it's like we owe it to each other to work on it because we've been each other's family right and there's a yes it's not yeah, just no, like, no, i know like but i know I, I like that the show really addresses that because yeah. all any other show it's like well these two people obviously should be together you wouldn't you would have them break up and have you would have what happens later on in, right. in the series it, happen where it's like, oh, I'm going to start dating this person, or this thing's going to happen. But the fact that they really do try to stay together. Yeah, I will. I, 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 I actually done. do. I do. I do. Say, I will again. I've been lately. I've been given a lot of the devil it's due. I think I'm, I'm getting Stockholm syndrome. Maybe. But um, I mean, I will say the show does, you know, a a a good job of not making Addison the villain. No, like she's agreed. like they like she comes on like she's gonna be the villain, but like the more you the more you learn about her, the more you realize that she's got her own life and like she like it's like the, it's just a bad marriage, right? It's not it's not that like Addison is some shrewish monster, you know, and like you know like 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 she actually like like she like as much as like yes she cheated on Derek, but also Derek was emotionally distant with her for a long time before that because they just had a bad marriage but yeah they do try to work it out but they just don't work for each other and i think i I think that's great yeah i I mean like they do i mean it's a shame because she's way better than meredith so you're trading way the hell down dude but um and she's not that much older (laughs) so it's not like it's not even like oh it's a younger woman you know it's like oh you she's seven years younger or whatever yeah it's it's not that big of a deal it's not yeah it's 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 ridiculous but um so yeah so everybody like you said, her eyebrows are as the kids say on, on fleek. fleek um the kids don't even say that they anymore. don't say that anymore nobody says it anymore that's how long that's how long it's been since the last time we've done an episode um <laughs> yeah i think that's uh that's pretty I, I think much, that's, uh, that's pretty, pretty much, much it. it i mean uh would you recommend this episode was it worth revisiting yeah <laughs> so what i was gonna say is that the ch- so i don't know if we actually made it clear that um, Burke does tell the chief. Oh, you did yeah, say that. Yeah, he does tell it. the chief. Uh, and, you know, obviously it's better because of that. They go to therapy. That Yang works out. Oh, oh we forgot about the very, very end. At the very end of the episode. Oh, yeah. The that's a kind of a big moment, deal. They're all in the bar. They're all in the bar. Uh, we, this is where we learn that basically they've made like almost $500. Actually, more than $500. Yeah. It was like 400 and something dollars before, before Yang brings out her wad of money selling tickets yep. to the operation. And... You know, and then Meredith comes in, realizes what they're talking about, and says, "Oh, you really don't have anything else to talk about." But you know, and they're like, "Nope," you know. And then out of nowhere, Alex awkwardly walks in, and he stands really strangely awkwardly near Izzy to get her attention. She says, "What?" And then he leans in, like grabs her, tilts her back, and gives her a very long kiss. Very passionate and, kiss. Yeah, I, I sure was also passionate to her. And then he puts her back upright and says, "That's it." And then leaves, um, which is kind of awesome. And then that was, and then it ends with George uh, high fiving um, the Joe, and then trying to high five uh, Izzy, and she just pushes his arm aside, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And uh, and that's the end of the episode. And Meredith says a monologue that I didn't listen to. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, was this episode? No. <laughs> So I guess that's the end of this episode, unless you have anything to talk about. I think, I mean, yeah, this was a fairly competent episode. Um, 
I said we're getting to like good episodes of of Grey's yeah, right now. Like it's it, a good it's a good. Well, I mean, stint. it's starting to it's it's sort of starting to figure out that it doesn't work when Meredith's happy. Right. I guess. Um, it didn't have a it didn't have a very strong chief moment. No. Bailey had one okay moment. Like it's got some it, it had some good comedy. Um, it had I mean it was it was a. It, it didn't depress me. Yeah. Which is a plus. Didn't make me vomit. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so why don't you tell there them how they... There was a mention of rectal jelly. And, uh, yeah. Tell them how they can find us. Uh, you can find us um, on Google Maps. Um, if you just type in our address, which yeah. is... No, I'm not going to actually give our real address. It's 1060 West Addison. Uh, no. Um, just like the character. Just like Ruby Field. Come on. Haven't, oh, you, watched, yeah. haven't you watched Blues Brothers lately? Yes, I have. Um, uh, no, you haven't watched Blues Brothers lately. <laughs> I know that for a fact because I would have seen it with you. Um, so, anyway, you can actually find us. Uh, we are at matchmadeinspace.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're no, not at no, we're not. I mean, we are, but not for this. Yep. At hardgraysnight.com, wow. which will, uh, which will, of course. You're going to edit that out later? No. Okay. <laughs> I, you know do you, on the oh my god! Do you, to do, you, do you think I edit these? No. Oh my god! No. All I do is like all I do is like normalize the volume and then like put some music in. Yeah, I know what you do. <laughs> I know. I know what you do, engineer. Edit. <laughs> I don't know anything about how to use Audacity competently. Maybe I'll add some reverb to this episode. I know what you're like. <laughs> Just a big echo at the end. Echo, echo, echo. <laughs> no. Um. Uh, what was I going to say? So you can find us at... Find us at hardgraysnight.com, which will redirect to some dumb John-Walter thing because I, we never got that domain straight. Um, or uh, But it's easier to do that. Um, or um, at hardgraysnight on Twitter. Um, or uh, you can also find us if you're uh, in the North Chicago suburbs. Uh, we might be around somewhere. Um, you can um, probably buying on, organic groceries. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a Hard Grays Night uh, page. Please come and join it. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, rate and review us because uh, we have uh, huge egos. And oh, 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 only positive ones. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. Oh yeah. Yeah, don't uh, if you don't like us, uh, just forget we just, exist. You, you by actually all give you, us five stars anyway because you don't have to listen. Come on, man. Listen, if you don't like us, please send us an email and tell us that. Well, Speaking you know what? If they, which, don't like, if they don't like it, if they don't like us, I don't think they've gotten this far in. That's what I'm saying. If you don't like, like us. It's cool. You know, you know, fuck you if you don't like us. <laughs> Go to hell. Why are you even listening to this podcast? Why are you 55 minutes, 105 you, why you hate an hour? Watch, why do you hate listening to us? I don't know because we're not, you know, we're not that great. No. Anyway. Um, oh, but but pretend we are on iTunes. Uh, give us like big old five star reviews and it, like maybe gush, gush about how great we are. Um, just, uh, you know. It helps people find tell, us. Word of mouth. Tell your yeah, tell, tell your, your fr- tell your friends and family. Well, well, you know, we always tweet out the episodes and we always post them on Facebook. So if you see that and you want to, you know, share and spread the love, um, because re- you know, you know, or, you know, or you know, like we are. All right, we are a little over an hour into this, so you're gonna you're gonna need to want to use a 90 minute cassette tape. But record <laughs> record us on a cassette. Just hold the tape deck right up to your computer speakers. Uh, record us on a cassette and just give it give it to your grandma, and so that oh, she uh, you know like let her know to uh, you know how great we are. Yeah. You know. Um, or just click the share button. That's cool too. Do we have a share button? Yeah. If you're on Facebook, there's a share button. If you're on if you're on if you're on Twitter, there's a retweet button. Yeah, okay, but you know better better yet, just tell tell your friends, tell your friends, word of mouth. Word of mouth. Tell yeah. Your Come on, man. Grassroots. Let's let, 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 let's let's start a hard graze night trending worldwide web wilder 
I've got nothing. I'm just uh, trailing off. Okay. Are you uh, are we, are you finished? Yeah. I, I think I think I've retired. Okay, I think I'm done. For, I'm finished with podcasting forever. I've right, forgotten well, how to talk. Well, thank you for listening. This has been a Hard Gray's Night signing off. Kiss off. McDreambone. McDreambone, 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 McDreambone.